I'm Tyler Merriam, and each and every week at this time, we are joined by the Director of Athletics at South Dakota State, Justin Sell. I always look forward to the fall for a variety of reasons, but to spend time every Saturday with you and chatting about Jackrabbit Athletics is right up there at the top. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, it's it's uh, really fun to have the energy, uh, all the work that you do during a given year, and, and then you kind of fade from games into resetting the year, and then the energy comes back with uh, students on campus. I think this summer there's been more energy around our program, maybe more excitement uh, around the program, but uh, it's always fun to catch up. And then uh, our biggest challenge every week is paring down all of the great <laughs> things that we have to talk about regarding Jack at athletics in this great university. Well, you mentioned all of the energy, and a lot of that is because virtually every metric you want to utilize, it points to the fact that the 2021-2022 athletic year for South Dakota State was really the best ever for the Jackrabbits. It, it was. It was uh, actually sitting down in, in uh, middle of May as the seasons came to a close and really reflecting on the year. It's, uh, you know, you get in the middle of the year and you're just, you're going through the battles and you're trying to prepare for the next championship or to win the next game. And I think when you really reflect, and, and it's not just the wins on the field, although we had so, six teams make it to the NCAA tournament, nine won Summit League uh, titles. Um, you know, when you think about the postgraduate scholars on top of that and the all-conference and all-league and all-Americans, uh, the fact that uh, uh, you think about the fundraising success and all the financial dynamics, all our supporters stepping up, the auction being a record by uh, over $400,000 over the la previous record, and, and then uh, the facility development and the constant uh, kind of building of our program reflected in the physical structures. And uh, when you think about all those, and then for me, Tyler, and the thing you can't put on a score sheet or put on a piece of paper is the quality of people, uh, the quality of people that are involved in this university, the leadership we have from President Dunn all the way through, uh, all of our donors, supporters, season ticket holders, corporate sponsors, all contributed to that success, and then outstanding coaches and student-athletes. Let's talk about some of the facilities for starters here, kind of go bullet point on where things are at, because there's a lot of things either with current or new facilities to talk about. Let's begin with the newest of them, the construction of the Frank J. Kurtenbach Family Wrestling Center, which ground was broke on just about a year ago, and anybody who drives by Dana J. Dykow Stadium can see how close that thing is. It's not quite fully reality, but it's almost there. It is. Uh, you know, first off, uh, Frank has been tied to this uh, institution for a really long time. And as a student athlete, as a coach, uh, certainly with Dactronics and um, all the connections, um, you know, he's, he's such a, a fierce competitor. Um, he's a big idea guy. And his willingness to step forward and make it a reality, uh, we couldn't thank him enough for that. Uh, to see the walls coming in and starting to see the frame around actually how big it is and, and how it will stack up with anywhere in the country. Country. And I think from a recruiting standpoint, and certainly one of Damien's strengths uh, with his staff is training. Uh, he does a really, really good job training up our student athletes. And so you can see these pieces coming together uh, with the opportunity for us not only to kind of nudge into the top 10, but I think we're going to be a mainstay there. And on good years, we'll be in the top five. And then you never know uh, what might happen with uh, some national champions and some uh, All-Americans. And I think we're positioning ourselves nationally to uh, be extremely competitive in the sport of wrestling. 
it's a little thing as far as the actual construction element, but it's absolutely huge on every other level, is within next door in the Sanford Jackrabbit Athletic Complex, the announcement of a major gift to Jackrabbit Athletics to rename the track in that facility in honor of Mark Steinborn. And we talk about a Jackrabbit family and Miles and Lisa Beacom and certainly the Beacoms and the Steinborns and the families that, uh, that they are together as one, that lead gift well, know what it means to Rod DeHaven. I know what it means to Jackrabbit Athletics and to you. This is something that uh, is a game changer. It really is, and I think what's unique is uh, Mark's story and, and his story as much. Obviously, he was terrific as a student athlete and um, you know was probably one of those connectors of, of all the classes and all the groups. Uh, it kind of seems to come back through, uh, through Mark, and uh, Rod is very similar in those regards. But to hear just the stories and how people feel about Mark, uh, you know, 40 years later, it's uh, it's incredible. He was such a, a model of what this experience is about, a model of being a great guy, um, doing the right things. And uh, we couldn't be more proud to put his name uh, up on that uh, track and recognize and honor him uh, and his family, uh, you know. And I think uh, uh, the Beacom's willingness to step up and then to challenge others to, you know, continue to give. Let's continue to grow that endowment, uh, impacting scholarships, especially in track and field makes a huge difference for us to translate to success and success in the classroom and success on the track. And then we look at current Frost Arena, which will become First Bank and Trust Arena as spring turned to summer. Construction began and folks are starting to see some of the progress there. There'll be some unique things uh, that uh, will appear if they come to volleyball or wrestling or basketball here in the months ahead, but uh, we are moving full steam ahead on that project. We are. Uh, it's it's amazing uh, what's transpired, and and it's funny for me. It's it's a long term because we started with the whole master plan, you know, ten or eleven or twelve years ago, and now uh, here we sit and we kind of pulled the trigger. And you think about the fundraising efforts, certainly with the lead gift from First Bank and Trust, and then the generosity of our anonymous donor to really kick this forward. Uh, we made that announcement September thirteenth of a year ago, and uh, uh, to think that we've raised the amount of money that we've had that we're full uh, steam ahead and, and that that project's going to be done in the fall of uh, 2024 and to think really from the fall of 2014 to the fall of 2024 to go from the S-Jack to the stadium to uh, the First Bank and Trust Arena, the practice gyms, the wrestling facility, um, you know, our donors have uh, uh, made the difference here in terms of the elevation of the athletic facilities and what we needed uh, to be in a position to compete long term. Today marks the season opener for the Jackrabbit football team on the road in Iowa City, Kinnick Stadium, 70,000 expected today. Dana J. Dykow Stadium in Brookings, just over 19,000 the capacity there. And you and I have talked so often throughout the years that it's not just about having a nice stadium, it's what else can you do for the fans, whether it's improve their access before and after games, getting in and out of the stadium, uh, giving them more things to celebrate, making it a more of a communal affair and things like beer sales which will be uh, on display next week for the first time lots of new things have been in the works for a while with Dana J Dykow Stadium but there's no question the alcohol sales has come to the top of the list in many fans minds 
Oh, for sure. And, we, and we've worked on it for quite a few years. Um, you know, really appreciate it. Our, our students actually on campus last fall came to me with some ideas and really helped uh, usher that through. And I think it's it's about um, the game day experience and um, kind of what the market, if you go anywhere else, there's an expectation when you go to a major event or a, a football game or a concert that you have the ability to um, uh, be able to buy a, a beer. And so it's one element, you know, and and it's an important one, and it's great, and it's new. Uh, but we've looked at a lot of other things related to tailgating and the experience, adding some additional reserve spaces because demand continues to grow. How does that tie into the experience as you enter the stadium? Uh, certainly with Sodexo now as our uh, concessions and catering uh, operator, you know, trying to get uh, creative uh, in that area. And are there some different wrinkles we can do with some menus? Uh, can we up the premium experience? And, uh, you know, even working down to uh, with – uh, Kevin Kessler and the bands tied in with the music, tied in with the corporate uh, pieces we have to do. How to, maybe how do we uh, create a different mix? Uh, certainly upgrading, continuing to work on uh, mobile phones and your ability to get in and use them is important in today's world. And so there's a lot of things that people may not see that are being worked on as well behind the scenes. But I think, uh, you know, first off, we have an amazing uh, program and something that's a really exciting brand of football to watch. And then when you add some of these other elements in, uh, I'm really excited to see us be able to advance that game day experience for our fans. And again, some of those new wrinkles, if you are a season ticket holder or even a single game uh, ticket purchaser, you've seen some emails with a lot of that information in your inbox already. We strongly encourage you not just to look at that email, but to actually read it from top to bottom. There's some great information. Or if you're just curious, haven't actually bought any yet, first off, what are you waiting for? But secondly, go to GoJacks.com, and uh, there's plenty of information there on the game day page about all of these important items when you come out to Dana J. Dykow Stadium starting next Saturday with the home opener. Beyond just football, though, there's so many other things going on with Jackrabbit Athletics, and it's been heavily talked about on a national scale that this is the 50-year anniversary of the signing of Title IX into law, essentially balancing the playing fields for men's and women's athletics. And there's a number of events involving Jackrabbit women's athletics planned in honor of Title IX. Soccer had a huge celebration last weekend. Former President Dr. Peggy Gordon-Miller was on hand, and of course, she was the driving force behind creating soccer as a sport here at South Dakota State just a couple of decades ago. I know this is something you and the department have spent a lot of time on in the past few months to be able to put on some special events, honor the history, and educate the current student-athletes as well. Without a doubt. I mean, it's a unique uh, point in history, and I think the chance to reflect, the chance to honor, uh, to recognize. Uh, there were some tough days early on. Uh, it took a while to get some things going, and frankly, too long. Um, you know, we, But we've made up some tremendous ground. I think South Dakota State has always been a leader in regards to um, Title IX gender equity, providing good opportunities. Um, you know, in the last 10 to 15 years, it's been outstanding. The growth has been tremendous. Uh, at the same time, there's still things to work on. And so some of the unique pieces we put together this year, certainly telling that story and telling it through some of our former student athletes and maybe some of our current student athletes, uh, being able to do a special jersey for each of our women's teams for one game uh, and have the opportunity to do a throwback jersey to recognize uh, those from the past, but then to do uh, an auction to be able to generate some money that will go to girls in sports to try to create the future. And so, 
I think just some really unique ties, some things that I haven't seen anywhere else in the country, and I think it'll really put a tremendous spotlight on the quality of our student athletes and our women. Uh, they've done amazing things in this program, and uh, we should be celebrating that. But we should also be working hard that we aren't having these conversations in 10 years from now or two years from now. It should be an equal uh, playing ground that we are supporting all of our student athletes in an equitable manner and having a great experience with it. And I think that bears going into a little bit further, and not just for women's athletics, but for the men's side of it as well. The best grade point average in the history of Jackrabbit Athletics this past year. You mentioned earlier, we talked about the uh, number of academic honors, whether it's league-wide or even on a national scale. But these truly are student-athletes. That's not just a phrase. It's not just something to, to lean on as, as just an aside. They truly spend so much time and effort. And you talk to anybody across campus from President Dunn down to all of the professors, and they continue to compliment the student-athletes for the time and effort they put in, in part because it's a challenge to travel as much as they do and spend as much time trying to be successful in their fields and sports of competition and also do as well as they do in the classroom without a doubt and you've got an era in college athletics right now we're uh, we're a little distracted you know we're talking a lot about the business or the big tv deals or realignment or nil or transfers and when you really boil it down it, the ultimate piece of college athletics is it's tied to that degree. That's that's the primacy of what we do. And the fact that our student athletes can choose any major they want to be in, uh, something that's going to help them have a meaningful career, and then to be able to play a sport at a really high level and, and challenge themselves. Uh, we're trying to create difference makers in our society. That's the beauty of these four or five years in school. And we can't lose sight of that with all the other things that are going on and all the distractions. And it's really turned into a recruiting advantage for us because students are choosing SDSU because you can be in pharmacy and nursing and engineering uh, and exercise science and, and things that are very challenging, tough for practices, tough for coaches, tough for faculty. And yet our faculty and coaches uh, work so well together. It's such a, a special uh, way to handle uh, a student's education and opportunity. And then you're right, it's neat for me to get responses from faculty. They would love to have 30 student athletes in their classroom. And um, I mean, holy cow, that just feels so incredibly good. Uh, that's not, uh, I don't take that for granted. That's not the way it is everywhere. Uh, and we're just really fortunate here that that is really the focus of who we are and what we do. All right, before I let you run, let's talk a little about today and South Dakota State opening up its football season at Iowa. This is a little bit of an obvious question, but I think there are some unique wrinkles, and I just want to get your overall take on it. Why play a game like this? Why play an FBS team in the form of Iowa if you're the Jackrabbit football program? Well, I think uh, number one, uh, you know, our program has grown to a point that um, you got to come and play pretty good to beat us, you know. And I and and I like that. I like the challenge of it. I think our student athletes absolutely love the challenge, especially when we're able to regionalize some of these Power Five games uh, for our fans and for our university. It just elevates um, everything we do here, and it's a great day for the university. And I think anything where we can contribute to that, where we can make a difference where we can showcase the quality of this place. We get to do it through our student-athletes. 
in the venue, but it's on national TV. And so you get a chance to see our student athletes and just how they handle themselves and, and then uh, uh, how good we are. And I, I think it's a natural progression for our students, too. That they want to be challenged and play the best of the best. And uh, to get these unique opportunities to play in front of 70-plus thousand people and uh, and to experience all that comes with, in this case, Big Ten football, um, you know, th these will be things they remember for the rest of their lives. So uh, I think it's it's great to have that opportunity. I hope long term in college athletics we don't lose that sight. Um, and then obviously a lot of our recruits are local, probably played against many of the, the students on Iowa's roster. And for us, uh, um, you know, from the state of Iowa and in the region, um, it's just a great matchup. So uh, we'll continue to push for these games and uh, and continue to find ways the the Jackrabbits can win. Looking forward to it. Should be a fun afternoon here in Iowa City. Justin, as always, appreciate the time, and I guess we'll see you back here in a week. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, experience today and then uh, looking forward to that first home game and uh, just appreciate all the Jackrabbit support out there. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal year.